When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, and welcome to another episode of What's New Parky. I'm Dan. I'm Luke. And today, oh boy, I hope you like dairy. Oh yeah. And we're not talking about Maine. No. No, no Stephen King here today. No. No, 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 no Stephen King. But there is a lot of uh, cream in our selection today. Yeah. And we kind of need to move fast, because one of these is going to curdle real fast. Which is a shame, because it's a really pretty one. Our first one for today is called the Melon Alexander. What's it, a Melon Alexander? And a Melon Alexander. And to make your own, you will need one and a half ounces of melon liqueur, one ounce of brandy, and one ounce of heavy cream. I mean, it sounds good. It does sound good, but dang, if you don't drink this thing fast. It'll potentially curdle on you. Oh, yeah. All, All right. right. Three, two, one. Not my thing. Not my thing. I don't know how to feel about it. It's not my thing. It's It's got a lot of conflicting. Mm-hmm. Like the brandy and the melon just doesn't work. No. It, it's, yeah, the melon, the brandy, it conflicts with each other. Mm-hmm. And the... Like you get the sweetness of that melon, but the brandy is so powerful. It's just like, you get two very powerful flavors put it, basically knocking heads against each other. It's not very good. The creaminess doesn't really help either. I have a feeling if you, th- if you were to do this... Yeah, the remake, I would actually say, maybe throw in a lemon, maybe, what the heck, you already have that cream, that's gonna f- basically make it a friggin' cement mixer. Mm-hmm. Maybe simple syrup, maybe throw in a little more sweetness to help balance it out. Yeah, kind of to counteract that brandy. But anyway, I, unless you, I don't think there's anything else you can really do with it, I'll say maybe some, I, basically just add a little extra sweetness. Yeah, do something to add in some sweetness to it. So yeah, I think what you said was really good. Simple syrup, mm-hmm. maybe a drop of honey. Maybe, like a, or a honey syrup because this is going in a shaker. Yeah, into a honey syrup yeah. sort of thing. Oh boy. Yeah, I have a feeling this is, oof, this might come up. <laughs> Please don't wait until <laughs> after the episode. Like, I'm not finishing this because I'm already feeling that in my son. I'm like, oh, oh no. Oh boy. Alright, but anyway, what are we talking about here, Dan? Alright, well... I think we should get into a news segment. Okay. Because we discussed last time that we're a little behind on some of the movies, TV shows, anime, that kind of stuff that's out there. A little behind? Yeah, we're really behind. So we kind of decided to do a first impressions sort of thing. We figure, hey, four episodes of maybe a series, a TV show, anime, etc., etc., Probably won't be a, the worst idea. And yeah. honestly, you can't really do that with a movie, so if we ever get to a movie, it's going to be just, well... Yeah, it's just going to be a full-on what we thought of the movie. Yep. So right now, we're just going to be talking more or less the first four episodes of... The first four episodes of... I wish I had the Japanese name here. I'm sorry I don't. Mm. But 
we'll be talking about the first. <laughs> we'll be talking about the first four episodes of A Restaurant to Another World. This honestly is well up on our wheelhouse. Absolutely, because the fun thing is you've actually seen the the anime of this. Before. You've actually seen this before, haven't you? I have seen this. I've actually read the manga of this. And so when we decided to do this, we thought, hey, both of us should be on even footing on this, because if one person already knows what's going on, they already have a bias behind it. So I figure if either both of us know what's going on, or neither of us know what's going on, we at least, we're on an even keel. Yeah, so here it kind of... It works out. It kind of worked for that. I saw the anime, he read the manga, and first impressions-wise, I file this under very feel-good anime. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, like... When you think of anime, you always think of things like, you know, the Shonen series, which is so serialized that if you, unless it's like a filler episode, if you miss it, you are screwed. Yeah, this is not one of them. No, like you could just, if you want this as like a background noise or something like that, this would actually be for you if you understood Japanese. If you understood Japanese, unless you have a very certain other streaming service, then I think it's in English. It very well could be. I don't know if it is in English or not. It is. It is? Okay. But for us, we had it in Japanese. We had it in Japanese. So, yes, if you like, you know, just putting on some anime, or you had a really, really long day, and you just need something to unwind to, definitely consider giving this a shot. It's kind of like a a food of the day. Yeah, it's kind of like a food slash monster of the day, mixed with a bit of a slice of life, mixed with, I don't know. Isekai? Ah, it's with a fantasy, I guess. Because yeah. Isekai implies, hey, look, I died and now I'm part of this world. Woo! Yeah, it's... But the funny part is, Isekai is part of the title. Yeah. But yeah, I actually, from a food perspective, it doesn't give a whole lot. I mean, you were sitting there taking notes like, I got ideas after like, seeing food. Oh, don't get me wrong. I have ideas like, okay, so it's going to be this food. This is what they're doing with it. Cool. Like, it's one of those things that I like trying new things, but what I mean what I mean by that is it doesn't really give, for lack of a better term, instruction. No. Like, obviously, mo- a lot of animes won't do that, but if you look at something like, say, Food Wars, it actually says, hey, they're doing this, hey, they're doing this, hey, they're doing this, and explains why they're doing it, whereas this is just like, hey, this is this type of food that looks really, really good, and that's not a bad thing, but it's not like, hey, if you want to learn how to cook out of this, it's not something like that. Basically, if you're looking for something to try out that you may not have had before, mm-hmm. this will give you some ideas. Exactly. Then, of course, they actually brought up some of the, if you're in this kind of world, would have been brought up. For instance, obviously, if the premise is this. We should probably get into that, actually. Yes, we should get into the premise. Every day of Satter, i.e. Saturday, Saturday. <laughs> this door go from that leads to this restaurant appears in this magical world, this fantasy-esque world. And every Saturday, these people will come in and try foods from our modern world that they may not have in their world. So, what happens is, of course, there's these zany interactions like, oh my god, what the hell is this? I've never seen this before, blah, 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 blah. Of course, you have to do that every time because, well, it's a formula. You can't really not have that. I will give it this. It did something that Food Wars didn't. Oh, you mean not have minors? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't have minors in it, but I will also give it the fact that they didn't 
overly blowed up. Oh, yeah, like overly sexualized everything. <laughs> yes. Uh, now, this is one of those things I'm going to say right now. If we keep on doing this segment, which I don't see why we would stop, we are not going to do things that are illegal in the United States. For instance, technically speaking, a lot of food wars, although technically not hentai, may as well be hentai. <laughs> I call it borderline. Because it also doesn't help that these, ki- these kids in food wars are underage. Almost all of them. All of them. I think they're like 14 to 16? Yeah, I think that the oldest one is, I want to say, 17 to 18. But I think he's like the high head person. Like, it, food wars is weird. We'll, we, we'll, we'll get to that if we get to that. Yep, 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 yep. But regardless, what we're going to have, it actually brought up some things like, well, wouldn't people actually try to take some of these recipes from the modern world into this world? Into the, into the fancy world? And the answer is, yes. Yeah. They actually bring that up, and they basically say, hey, I'm willing, as long as you give us the proceeds of what you would make from the fancy people in your world and give it to me, I'll give you the vegetables in our world so you can try to make it work better for us. Which, honestly, I think the Jeff's kind of getting screwed, but that's my own opinion. There's also the fact that what happens if you have someone that's completely and utterly vegan or vegetarian? Because that is also a thing that could very well be brought up. They cover that as well. They definitely cover that. And I know some stuff that happens a little later on. But I mean, they even in the first four to five episodes, they brought up even a dessert. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like things that would, no one would be able to really functionally work with without magic. Which I don't remember if they necessarily bring up in the manga. I can't remember. I remember reading it, but it's been a while. Do they bring up magic? I don't think they do. Uh, a little I bit. I think it's implied. Yeah, a lot of it is implied, but I, I believe there is magic in the world. Yeah, because they said, did, oh yeah, because in one of the episodes, I think in the second one, mm-hmm. the guy said, is this ice magic? Uh, because he saw ice sitting in a water glass. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. So yeah, even if you look at it from, here's, this is nothing really necessarily new when it comes to that kind of thing. Because there are other, what's I'm looking for, this other media that brings up this kind of thing. Like, what happens if the modern world and the, fan, and the fantasy-esque world were to collide? Because you have things also like Dr. Stone, which... That's basically like if modern man got reset back to yeah. caveman days. Which, if you really think about it, could also be borderline fantasy. Yeah, it's... It's a... I'm not going to say technically fills, fits the bit, Bill. You can also do the same thing with Isekai. Like, almost all of Isekai. Yeah, really could. There's also, one of the books that I've been reading, well, series, is The Wandering Inn. Also very similar. It's basically, this is not a new thing, but the way that how they do it is so charming. And the food actually looks really good. And it doesn't go super hard in depth, because it doesn't need to. And that's... That's awesome. Because there's sometimes there's anime that just gets so bogged down in details. I can think of a few like that. But I but the problem is, this comes into one of the show's weaknesses. Which is, this cannot hold your attention for long. It's a bit of a problem because it's very much like something like a monster of a day or meal of a day kind of thing. Which is cool if you would just want to have something in the background, but if you're looking for serialized, having plot go forward, 
It doesn't do that for you. Yeah, no. It's like you can you can maybe watch like three episodes of it in a row, but by the fourth one, you're pretty much yawning. Yeah, you just kind of want to be like, all right, well, I got well, I got bills to pay, so uh, catch you later. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, sadly. But either way, if you are looking for an anime that you can digest, you know, one or two episodes at a pun, time. Pun intended. Yes, pun intended. <laughs> the, give this one a shot. It is definitely good. And get some new recipes. I mean, it's also, that we were also neglecting one other thing. The actual animation is really nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, we had to, we had to, you had to start getting food ready because you were like, I'm hungry. Yeah, I mean, there's a, again, obviously some of these, they are pretty, some of these recipes are pretty basic. But some of them are like, hmm, I could work with this. Like, obviously, ice cream had to be brought up, because obviously. Then they were like, oh yeah, we're gonna do like a, sp- a uh, spaghetti noodles with a sauce. I'm like, I bet you, di- I bet you, ten bucks is gonna be a bolognese. Beginning of the episode, it's a white sauce. I'm like, huh, it's a good thing I didn't bet you. Shows later on a bolognese. Call it. <laughs> uh, either way, I think we've said our piece oh, yeah. on that. I think we have. I mean, we could more or less spin our wheels on this, but I think we more or less got the highlights out. So with that, I think it's time for our first break. I do believe so. We'll be right back after this message. And we are back. And welcome back. And for today's second drink, well, this one's a bit interesting. You know how when there's some drinks out there that just sound obviously dirty for the sake of it being dirty you know sex on the beach screaming orgasm slow screw yeah this is definitely one of them because today for the second drink it's the angel's tit yeah yeah we're not kidding it's It's literally called the angel's tit um you tell them what's in it, I'll tell them what, what, what the premise more or less boils down to. Okay, so, in order to make your own angel's tit, you need some white creme de cacao, some heavy cream, and a maraschino cherry. So, the idea is this. Angels are supposed to be really pale and white, and the cherry is supposed to be the nipple. So, when you make this, you basically plop the cherry right, right in the center of it. Right in the center of it, and it's supposed to look like a tit. Like a tip. All the titties. Every single one. Titty, 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 rocking everywhere. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Either way, I believe we should down this yeah. now. Oh, hey. Jeebus. Is it? That's, oh, wow. Wow. That is definitely some viscous difference. Okay. Three, two, one. <laughs> Whoa. No, thank you. Woo! The flavor is not the problem. Well, it is the problem. But, it's not a super overwhelming. It's the sugar. Oh, man, that is a sweet-ass drink. Like, this is one of those drinks that you only need one of. And you only need to experience it once in your life. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah, like, both of us are, like, basically, like, trying to take this down... I feel like I'm going to be a diabetic after this. Oh, Jesus. I mean, the marriage, at least, we're dealing with white creme de cacao, which is super sugar, on top of a maraschino cherry. Which is more sugar. Oy. Yeah, this is one of those drinks you only need one time in your life. You need one, and that's pretty much all you need, unless you really, really like really, really sweet. 
really sweet things. Like, this is like, how I put, if you want an example of like, say, a food that's very similar to this, that is better than sex cake. <laughs> yeah, that's a thing. It's literally just sugar on top of sugar. The reason why I stopped when I first saw this, just because Dana and I were like, wait, what? We literally saw this, and it was just cream, translucent liquid on the bottom. We're like, wait, did this thing already curdle? No. 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 We, we saw, basically, that the cherry had Dunked. bled. Yeah, the cher cherry and yours bled heavily. Mine is more or less okay. Like, yours is now more pink than anything else. Oh, yeah. Mine definitely looks like the tits bleeding. Oh, yep, yep. Someone bit a little too hard on that. <laughs> okay. Enough with innuendos. Let's get this show on the road. Okay. So, for our next topic, we are going to be talking about tabletop again. Yeah. Yep. We're on a roll. We may as well keep it going. Yeah, we're on a roll. And we'll be talking about some dumb mistakes our players have made at the table. Or just some dumb ideas. Or dumb decisions. Yeah. So this one came out recently. This one is more... Because I enabled it more than anything else. Two words. Black hole. <laughs> <laughs> I have told this story before, but I'll just give the cliff notes if you guys are new. We were playing Yuns and Masterminds. It's a superhero game. We have basically kind of like an Iron Man situation with one of our characters who can more, one of our things is she can more or less make anything with improvised tools. So I gave her a, she wanted to make an EMP, which I'm like, fine, but it's going to be a high DC, which she made. So what happened was, because of what they were up against, it was an interdimensional defense, and you're basically fucking with the electronics in that. Something's gotta give. <laughs> and in this case, it was the dimensional barrier. Yep. So, black holes abound. Yeah. Let's just say 11 mile radius went kablooey. Uh, yes. We would like to apologize to the, to the fake South. <laughs> yeah. Basically around the Tennessee, Alabama border... Yeah, you, you kind of got wiped off the face <laughs> of the earth. <laughs> All right. Then, at least in that campaign. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, I, I've i got a couple. A lot of them are going to come from a very, very old, what would be, module? I guess. I mean, it's a module, or it could just be a series of games. Uh, yeah, this one's definitely going to be a, a module. It mm. lasted for multiple sessions. But I was a very new DM. Oh boy. Take that as you will. I was a very new DM. I'm going to try and run through this really quick because there is a lot. As you do. Yes, I do. I'll start from the beginning. And most of these are going to revolve around one character. This character was a Dragonborn Eldridge Knight. Oh boy. I'll start with the first mistake they made, because the player at the time was very, very new, and they wanted to play an asshole. Which is always a bad sign. Which is a very bad sign. So the first mistake he made, we were in 
Curse of Strahd. <laughs> and he ate the meat pie. Fun fact, I was there for this one. Yes, Luke was there for this one. He ate the meat pie, or he had it shoved forcefully down his throat. I mean, considering he was a greedy character, I think he probably had I think it. he probably just ate it on his own mm -hmm. volition. But for those of you who don't know, this meat pie came from a hag. And if you are to ingest one of these meat pies mm -hmm. and you fail your con save, like this character did, you are then transported to this fantasy world where everything is perfect for one, for 2d4 hours and if you fail your wisdom save after that you begin to crave more i remember this i also remember he was like oh my parents my character's going through an addiction he's being an asshole i'm gonna attack him okay you yeah. come at me bro <laughs> yeah okay mistake number two this one was more of a mistake on my part but i put a werewolf den where it shouldn't have this uh almost resulted in a tpk they decided to take a long rest right outside the den. <laughs> I was like, are you guys sure you want to do that? And they're like, yes. <laughs> okay. And then they suddenly had a bunch of wolves chomping down on their throats. <laughs> Mistake number three. They charged into the winery. Oh, yeah. That one I had no control over. No, this one was done by our resident barbarian. As they do. As they do, so he flipped a coin and decided, oh, I guess I'm charging straight in, and activated everything. Yup. Which included over 30 twig blights, mm -hmm. a couple of druids yep. that had gone crazy, along with a vine blight. I thankfully was able to stall for a smidge until I wasn't able to stall. <laughs> until you had to run into the basement. And I think those are pretty much the the highlights from that campaign. So, I got one that was not necessarily poorly poor decision in regards to the actual playing. Uh, no, this was one, this is my first foray into Pathfinder 2. We were doing the module Curse of Flagstone. Uh, one of our players was playing a druid. Okay. The thing is, you can play druids almost any way you really want to. In Pathfinder 1. And you can, to some extent, still do the same thing in Pathfinder 2. To an extent. Oh, boy. Yeah. What happened was, in Pathfinder 2, they really buckle down on the resistances and, and just weaknesses and whatnot. So, because I am DM, I cannot acknowledge these facts unless they roll high enough, which they didn't. And we're not able to, no matter how many times they tried. <laughs> but we were up against these plant creatures. I forget what they were. They're basically just... Picture those, like, piranha plants or whatever those uh, Deku things are in uh, Legend of Zelda. Oh, yeah. Something very similar to that. So, one, no one had a slashing weapon. Nope. <laughs> which yes, is, mind you, I was also there for this one. Mm -hmm. Which, here's the fun thing about that, was one of their weaknesses. No one had any... Fire magic. I was a cleric. You cannot blame me for that one. Oh, no, I'm not blaming you for that. Which, again, no one had, including the druid, even though it was a, there's a cantrip that allows it. And the only things that they had that, mind you, they were resistant to was piercing and blunt. 
So literally, this moderate to easy fight almost became a TPK. I was a dwarven cleric with a warhammer. Yeah. Yeah. Again. I think only, actually, only the barbarian had a slashing weapon, and that was an axe. That was a different, that was a different game, I think. Was it? Yeah. Wait, no, wait. No, it wasn't, it was, that was the case, but the problem was, I think she was having her own issues at the time. Mmm. Because, oh yeah, because they kept on targeting her because she did have a slashing weapon. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, God. Again, it wasn't anything that they did, it was what they didn't do was the problem. Yeah. Like, one of the things you do as a player is, even if you're brand new, is try to prep. Just try. Uh, the problem is, we had no... We had... We could not roll high enough to know what we were getting into. Nope. I think, like, the best we got was a nine? Something like that. And mind you, again, let me... Let me, uh, emphasize. They had a druid. And these were plant creatures. And they couldn't roll. <laughs> <laughs> they could not roll to save their life. Oh, that was just a bad night in general. <laughs> All right, Dane. Okay. Yeah. So I got to go into another one, which is actually going to be uh, more into the campaign I'm running right now. So I have to kind of keep things a little hush-hush. All right, whatever. Do what you need to. Yeah, <laughs> because he's a part of that. So I'm going to kind of go into the realms of what they've already passed. So I decided to take a little bit of an easier route. And I went with the Lost Mines of Fendelver. This campaign has been going for a while, but that's for a variety of reasons. Yep. Mostly because either I've been out or other people have been out. Or it's been... It's scheduling more than anything else. Yeah, it's, it's the usual. Let's just say... The first mistake they made was crossing the necromancer. Crossing the necromancer. I can't remember that part. Yeah, I don't doubt it, but that's because you weren't there for that session. Oh, dear lord. This is because they went up to a tower that was under attack by the undead. Their cleric, a.k.a. Luke... Hi. <laughs> ...decided to turn all the undead... With his turn ability. Mm -hmm. Little Necromancer comes out, and they speak with him for a little bit. Long story short, they decide to accept a quest to clear out a orc encampment so that the Necromancer will move on. Well, this also came on the heels of quote-unquote main quest mm. details. And being that... They were down two people. So it was just the bard and the rogue. Oof. Squishy mix squish squish. Yes. Squishy mix squish squish. This came... So they had the choice that they could either go to this orc encampment or they could follow the main quest. Take a guess which one they decided to do. I don't know. I wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> no, they decided to follow the main quest. But see, that had consequences behind it. Which... May, which this may or may not be a hint to uh, Luke here, one of the characters might be gone. Dun, dun, dun. I'm surprised you didn't bring up that lucky roll with 
Chadwick, Chad, Chadwick, Chaddington the third becoming mayor. <laughs> God. Oh, that wasn't a mistake. That was just full on luck. Right. <laughs> I will bring that up when it comes back around. <laughs> when we get a ch- when we get stupid lucky rolls. Yeah. God. God, I got a few stories where I've recently rolled like trash to your guys' benefit. <laughs> yeah, ain't that the truth? Oh. Alright, what else have I done? Well, what else have my players done that was considerably stupid or just misplayed? Okay, so I got one that that uh, Dane had to basically jog my memory on. So, what happened was... <laughs> yeah, this... Yeah, I will just say this right now. This was my character. Yep. I don't remember what led up to this. It's been, what, a few years since we did this? About two years, yeah. Actually, I think it's longer than that because this, this was still P1. Oh. Yeah. They were in this warehouse. I think they were gathering clues for something. And what happened was they were up against a bunch of Fae. <laughs> Fun fact, they never really thought, what the hell are a bunch of Fae doing in this warehouse? They just kind of accepted it. Dan, my character was uh, was more pure preoccupied with the fact that we were dealing with tooth fairies. Oh yeah, that was fun. And one of them plucked a tooth. <laughs> oh, that was fun. And then there was the fact that Sid was lighting up fireworks everywhere. Yes, that would be <laughs> be the alchemist. Yeah, because the way how it lined up was, you guys were in a town that was full that was doing a festival. This warehouse happened to have spare fireworks. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. So what happens, they found the deed to this warehouse. And Daniel's like, you know what? I'm going to take it. Yeah. This is mine now. <laughs> and if I remember correctly, you at one point actually traded it off to Khajiit. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. I traded the warehouse deed for the insurance of a massive freaking, like, what was it, bank vault? Something like that. And so what happened was, we were at the end thing, they were about ready to get the MacGuffin, and then, really big, powerful boss comes in, they're like, wait, how'd you find us? Holds out the deed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> actions have consequences. <laughs> My character's thievery got himself in a little trouble with the fae. Just a wee bit. <laughs> Thankfully, you guys don't do a whole... You do you guys do a more silly than stupid things. Which is really nice. Because I really, really play off a of silly. But once it starts getting to things like doing actual dumb things, you guys tend to be pretty smart about it. Combat sometimes not included, but that's more tactical than it is. That's more tactics and stupidity. So I was gonna say there was the one time where uh, Sid wanted to pour liquid fire down someone's throat. Oh Jesus! Yeah. <laughs> There's a bunch of things that have happened. Like the upside is at least with when I brought in P two, your characters at least grew. Yes. Although you de-leveled. <laughs> Did. <laughs> you grew up emotionally, but you de-leveled. <laughs> yes, we de-leveled. We were back to start. Yep. Oh, yeah. But actually, I think we... If you got Unless you got one more day, I think we'd actually probably just call it with that. I think the only other thing I would say would be the... Uh, 
the one you talked about. Your absolute lucky roll. Oh, go right ahead. <laughs> so, this is during that same campaign where I, the last story took place in. Yep. But they were in a bandit hideout. And <laughs> being that, there was some stupid decisions made here. One of them was mine. One of them was yours. Another one was the bard's. His was actually, I would say, even stupider than mine. Yes. <laughs> Let's separate the party and I'll be with the big, bad, evil villain. Yes. Literally, the bard got taken away <laughs> because he owed money to them. <laughs> and here I am like, dude, just just let me in here. Dude, you, got, got, you know what? Sh I'm getting in here. Fuck you. <laughs> and then brawl. <laughs> yep, and outright brawl started. And mm -hmm. once the bard heard that, decided to cast Thunderclap in an enclosed room. Yup. Now here's the other fun thing. He, Speaking of lucky rolls, he had a lucky DM decision. He had a lucky DM decision where I thought he used Thunderwave. Mm -hmm. Which is a completely different spell. And let's just say, Dane's like, oh, well, everything out here is destroyed, so don't worry about it. And then it turns out, oh, wait, whoops. Yeah, oh, wait, whoops, the ceiling should have come down on your head. There was only, like, what, two enemies left? Something like that? Yeah, something like, there was, like, two or three enemies left. They were getting ready, It's so Luke's character, Chad Chadwick Chaddington the third, decided to say, your boss is dead, I'm your leader now. <laughs> And he rolled a natural 20 on that persuasion. And I just had the bandits go, oh, huh, yeah, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that works, yeah, 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 I can see it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so with that, I had him reform the whole bandit group and become mayor. Yep. And it's like, I basically just, I did a mudslinging campaign like it was nobody's business on that mayor. It's like, dude. You've had this bandit town here for months. Why have you done nothing? You have these resources. The hell. <laughs> the funny part is, you didn't see this. Mm -hmm. There was actually a monster in that cavern as well. Mm -hmm. Which makes this, this, you know, smearing campaign even more worthwhile because the hell. <laughs> and the funny part is, is that the bard literally said to him, because <laughs> the, the creature literally said to him, uh, I'm hungry. When am I going to get fed again? And the bard went, oh, that guy you're talking to, that's your dinner. <laughs> and it worked. <laughs> oh, Jeebus. It, it was interesting. But I do believe we should probably call it. Yes, that's going to be our show for today. With that, I've been Dane. I've been Luke. Enjoy your drinks, everybody. We'll see you next week. Have a good one. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.